welcome back to Big Fish Little Pod. This morning, I have a bit of a question for Dad. Um, he and I actually the other day had a bit of a tense uh, political conversation, which on one hand is very common, on the other is super ridiculous because we actually play for the same team. Right. <laughs> so there's no reason why we needed to have an argument about it. Well, a discussion. I don't think it got to argument level. But it was pretty anyway. close. <laughs> Just a pro tip from me to you. Don't talk to your family about politics, even if you think you're on the same side. <laughs> so um, anyway, we had this interaction and uh, you and I, we, we, we almost always get along. So when we hung up, it, I felt off. You know, I felt yep. uneasy and uncomfortable and it was fine, but it, it was, it was uncomfortable. Yes. And I'm grateful because what I reached for in that moment when I really couldn't shake the bad feeling and just move on with my day was a spiritual teacher that I used to listen to a lot. I really love her and I just reached for her. So I, I just popped in my headphones and I listened to some podcasts from her and it made me feel good. And so I listened to a few more and it made me feel better. And later in the day, I read some inspiring scripture. And the next day I did my practice and it just really rejuvenated my practice in a way that I have been yearning for for a while. Nice. I felt reconnected to God in a way that I haven't in a while. And I just felt happy and my mood has shifted. and. Yeah, my spiritual practice is just on an upswing. And I I mean, I've been practicing pretty seriously for, I don't know, maybe 10 plus years. And I know it's a roller coaster. I know it's it's not um, always going up. It's, it's up and down. It's plateaus. Um, but it was just nice to be on the upswing. And I was thinking about what the catalyst was for that and how it was that bad feeling. It was that discomfort. It was that uncomfortable feeling that I couldn't shake. I couldn't move on with my day. I couldn't just do the laundry. I couldn't just check my emails. Um, I felt so uncomfortable that I required a lifeline. And I was just thinking how in your journey as a minister, I'm sure that you see that pattern all the time that people come to church, people come to God, people people come to faith because they feel uncomfortable. Something has gone wrong, something, some tragedy or difficulty has happened. And that's what often makes us turn towards God. And so I was just wondering if that is true, if that's what you found and why is that? Why do we require that? And <laughs> why is the system set up in that way that the thing that turns us towards our faith is not necessarily inspiration, but rather oftentimes a negative or difficult catalyst. Yeah. First, I just want to affirm that I think that sometimes the greatest growth and what leads people to God is when things un unsettling things happen in their life because mm -hmm. unsettling things takes you out of it knocks you off your balance and takes you usually out of your control because mm -hmm. 
because things that happen negatively that you are still in control of, you usually respond to or you Mm -hmm. react to and then gain some response because you're still in control. Mm -hmm. Um, But things that really unsettle you take you out of your control you can't fix them you know whether it's an argument with someone you love or a death or a loss of a job or a sickness or you know all those things that may lead somebody back to church back to God back to a a desire to go back to when I was balanced. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, our, our attempts to reach outside of myself, like, what did you do? You went to a teacher, Mm -hmm. you know, that has been helpful in the past to regain your balance. Yeah. Because, Whatever knocked you that the disagreement, the fight with someone that you love knocked you off your balance and you couldn't fix it at the moment. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, so I think, yes, I do want to affirm that those things happen and get us looking outside of ourselves because we know the answer is not inside. Yeah, that's when we deal with it positively. Mm-hmm. When we deal with it negatively, we pretend that we're still in control and we become pretty control oriented, mm-hmm. including trying to control everybody around us so that people <laughs> don't see that we're not in control. Yeah. You know? We try to make it look like everything's right, even though we know everything's not right. Yeah, yeah. And that's really a terrible place to be. Yeah. Because even if things are smooth on the surface, you're feeling empty. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, So that, you know, but that is sometimes in an attempt when we're out of control we try to gain control yeah we try to force it and or fake it you know Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and doesn't usually work for us yeah you know um yeah or project it onto a different, entirely different relationship and then mess that one up too. Right, right. Or follow yeah. some of our political leaders and just blame everybody else for the problems. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, those are all negative responses. You chose well mm-hmm. in that you went back to something that you knew could regain balance for you. Right. You know, not control, but balance. Right. You right. know, um, yeah. part of farming is tilling the soil. Mm-hmm. The things of our life 
that unsettle us is tilling the soil. You know, um, and think about, like, if you're a farmer, tilling the soil is work. Yeah. But it, but it has a benefit to it. Like, that smell of, of digging up the ground and fresh dirt coming up is a wonderful smell. Yeah. It's almost invigorating. You know, and even though you're working hard, there's a pleasantness to it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, but what about from the soil's perspective? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Being tilled is not fun at all. Yeah. You're getting ripped up. Yeah, that makes me think of our wedding. Janard and I's wedding was in your in the forest behind your house, and there were all these ferns, and we wanted to be like in this like ocean of ferns, and so we cleared a circle of the ferns so that like there was a space for all of us to stand, and it was so fun, and we were like preparing this beautiful space and. Was like a celebratory mood, and Andrew said, "Like this is a dark day for the Fern family, though." <laughs> yes, yes, it was. Ouch! It was like a massacre. Ouch! Ouch! Oh. Yeah, but it's true. Like, yeah. like in order to create that beautiful space and that beautiful memory for all of us we had to there was some destruction involved right right so so for the soil from their perspective being ripped up is not fun yeah but what does being ripped up allow it allows the seed to be planted yeah in a deeper more fertile place yeah, you know, more likely to grow with more support. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think that's what you're sharing. In those yeah. unsettling times, even though it hurts emotionally, physically, intellectually, spiritually, habitually, whatever, it hurts. But if we say, all right, in the midst of this hurting, what is it that life is trying to plant in yeah. me? Yeah. If yeah. we can look for that, what is it that God is trying to share with me? Yeah. You know, I think that can convert painful, unsettling times yeah. to hopeful times. That doesn't mean it might not remain painful for a while. Right. You know, but if you have hope in the midst of pain, hope in the midst of struggle, focus in the midst of unsettledness, I think you have a chance to, to be abundant. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's so true, actually. And 
it because even like Anna Capri, she's just moved to Sweden, right? And yeah. she's going to grad school and she has all these changes and difficulties and she's been there like a couple of weeks now and it's but there's parts of it that have been really bumpy and parts of it that have been good and and she was like telling me this like dramatic story about like missing the train the other day and I was just thinking yes like this is so good mm. this is so good for her you know because like yeah like facing adversity when I was traveling was like one of the greatest like character builders for me yeah. you know so much growth came out of those difficult situations alone right. halfway across the world right you know? right it's right. so true like in, in the moment you can just feel like you want to just like fall into a puddle and cry but like i'm so grateful for those experiences right they really made me right capable of doing things today that i wouldn't have been able to do before right right and and if you're looking at it saying but i like things smooth and nice. Mm -hmm. I like mm -hmm. things to be the way they've been. Um, what happens if you try to plant a seed in that? Yeah, the, I mean, very little, The right? surface is hard. Yeah. And there's growth that's already on the surface. There's not a lot of room for something new. Yeah. And it doesn't have the ability to take root. Yeah. You know? And so things stay the same, but new things die. Mm -hmm. And you end up with a pretty shallow life. Yeah. You yeah. know, when the unsettling things come, and you're able to say, okay, this isn't what I had wanted, um, but what is it that God, life, is trying to share with me right now? And what can I do to fertilize that and nurture that? I think you can find abundant life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's better. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. When you talk about ministry, yeah. one of the things I learned about ministry is from my mom in her understanding of hers and my dad's relationship. Mm. She once said to me, when we go to a church, I till the soil <laughs> and he plants the seed. Yeah. Um, not totally true, <laughs> but very much a part of who they were. Yeah. My mother would be unsettling. Yeah. In that she would speak the truth. Yeah. And she would be visionary. Yeah. And she would challenge people to look at what God wanted rather than what they were always used to doing. Yeah. But immediately my father would come in with his gentle, nutrient kind of self mm -hmm. and plant the seed there. Yeah. And give them focus 
on not just the pain, but what God is doing in their midst. Yeah. Um, yeah. That is so interesting because Janardin's guru, he is really like a till the soil type of teacher. Yep. And we had a friend come in and hear him speak once. And the friend later was like, but what about like love and light? Yeah. And like, yeah. And, and Janelle and I were both like shocked because we found this speaking so inspiring. Yeah. Like we found it so helpful, but it yeah. really was like a sense of urgency. You need to move on this. You can't be comfortable. You need right. to be engaged. Like this is a life or death situation. You need to. Right. And I think, yeah, it is interesting how like different things work for different people. And this, this yeah. friend of ours found it really unsettling. And our friend works in like a difficult environment, has a fairly difficult home life. And yep. I think comes to spiritual circles for comfort. And comfort and peace. Yeah. yeah. And Janardin and I, we have a really peaceful lifestyle yep. with very little disruption. Yep. Yep. We're quite sheltered yep. in our environment and we have like loving friends and family. Yeah. And we come to spiritual life to shake us up and yeah. keep us focused on yeah. this like very important thing, which yeah. we are trying to achieve during this lifetime. Yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah. And so as a minister, I think because we're human and because we have different gifts, but the same spirit, um, and we're meant to be the body, the community of God, I think there's always a challenge because I think you're, you're either more of a nurturer or more of a challenger. Mm -hmm. You know, I think personality-wise, you usually fall on one side more than the other. Mm -hmm. um, like, I would consider myself a nurturer. Mm -hmm. I like to give to people. Mm -hmm. I like to meet people who have already been disrupted and give them <laughs> what God wants them to have. Yeah. Um, I don't like to disrupt their life. Yeah. I don't like to unsettle them. It's unsettling to me to be unsettling. Yeah. So I have a tendency... <laughs> To not grow great churches because I won't challenge them enough. Uh -huh, uh -huh. So my churches that have grown well have had life challenge them. And I've been able to plant seeds in the midst of those challenges that grew. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But the churches that I've been in that needed to be shook up and tilled and challenged, I haven't done well. Because mm -hmm. that's not my skill set or yeah. at least isn't my desire. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like I constantly tell people as a parent, 
if my child gets cut by uh, an axe, mm-hmm. I can run, put my hand on that with blood all over the place and and stop the blood and and heal the wound and make it good. Mm-hmm. I can do good things in that situation. Yeah. But I remember Andrew had a puncture wound once. Mm-hmm. And every four days we 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 had to put gauze well we had to put gauze on the wound instead of a band-aid. Yeah. Because every four days we had to rip the gauze off. Yeah. Because the puncture wound has to heal from the inside out. Yeah. And if you let it scab over, it will become infected and never heal. Mm-hmm. So every four days we had to rip this congealed scab off of his wounds. This is a really gross example. It is, <laughs> but I couldn't do it. I couldn't hurt him yeah. to make him better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I couldn't yeah. hurt him to make him better. And I would like want to wet it, but wetting right. it would increase the possibility of infection, you know? Um, yeah. yeah. I, I couldn't do it. Your mother had to do it. Because uh-huh. I couldn't hurt him to make him better. Yeah. That's just really like a sign of uh, like our upbringing with you two as parents too, that like Kathy Black is the tough one in this situation. <laughs> which <laughs> is really the family a couple teddy bears. <laughs> which is the family I grew up in. My yeah, mother I mean... was the challenger. My dad was the nurturer. But I think in the world, you know, my mom is really seen as like quite soft. Right. Know? Right. Comparatively. Right. right. I agree. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. That is but it's really interesting perspective. Like Yeah. And how we manage that for ourselves. I mean, you're giving the example of your two parents who were two missionaries, like two two ministers, yep. you yep. know. Or yeah. like the example of my parents is two parents, but like how do we mentor our own spiritual growth or yeah. our own personal growth? And yeah. how do we know which which to give ourselves at any moment? Because you're right, like in that yeah. moment I could have just comforted myself, but it was actually more helpful for me, you know, in a in kind of like then in some new age circles and that kind of scene they say like we're not a positive thought like we're not a positive thinking philosophy we're a truth thinking philosophy right right and i think in that moment when i could feel myself unbalanced i knew what i needed was truth like that's what would right that's what would ground me the truth will set you free yeah, yeah and it did and i think yeah maybe it would have been helpful if i had just told janard and how the conversation went and he had kind of comforted me and said like oh you know it's okay you and your dad have such a close relationship and it will it'll just be a little bump in the road and all that would have been true but yeah it was helpful for me in that moment to grab for something a little bit more tough love like a little bit more truth to, to make it clear how i was 
not seeing clearly in that moment, you know. As a minister, um, if I had to do the last 40 years over again, yeah, I would teach, have taught myself early that I am, I needed to claim my gifts. I am a nurturer. I am a giver. I am kind and compassionate. And one of my weaknesses is that I don't like to hurt people. Yeah. Um, sounds funny to say that's a weakness because yeah. I don't ever want to hurt people, you know? Yeah. Um, but I would have taught myself early that that means I need to be listening to God even more strongly about what God wants in each situation and trust that if the answer is to till the soil at that moment, I can do that in a loving, nurturing way. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because if I don't do it, I'm no longer loving and nurturing. Yeah. I wonder, though, too, I mean, if grandma and grandpa didn't have something there, because another route could have been your awareness of that reality for yourself and to make sure that you partnered with a team of people who someone had that skill on their team. Yeah, you know? but unless somebody been. loves that, like my mother. <laughs> but, I think, but I um, think it is true that some people just are good at that. I yeah. don't think, I think just as much as people are good at what you're describing, people are good at that. Right. You know? I agree. I mean, I agree. I mean, in a very loving way, Andrew and Tara have that. Yeah. Tara likes to get stuff up and out. Yeah. Like she she hates it like if like like there's a relationship and like the truth isn't just like put out on the table in front yep. of everyone to discuss it. Yeah. And she thinks it's a huge waste of time and a huge disadvantage to the relationship and to all the people involved if you yep. just tiptoe around those things. Absolutely. You know? And, and that, I think that her bringing that to our family has been a huge benefit. Absolutely. I agree. I agree. So, and, but Andrew is more like, what can I do to help you feel comfortable here? <laughs> kind of person. <laughs> that, that, they're a great team for yeah. that, you know? Yeah. 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 But. I but, guess what I'm trying to say is you don't have to be, you don't have to have it all. I, like I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. But sometimes the soil needs to be tilled. And, yeah. and as the you pastor, can't. as the single yeah. pastor in a church, I need to either make sure it gets done or I need to do it. So maybe yeah. I should have had guest speakers come in. Yeah, sure. Times who were yeah. good at presenting unsettling messages. Right. And yeah. then nurture my folks once we got unsettled. Yeah. Yeah. You know, maybe, but you're right. One way or another, I needed yeah. to unsettle my churches. Yeah. Not just it, rely on life to do it. Yeah. Because in the 80s, 
there wasn't a whole lot of unsettledness in the suburban world. Right, right. You know, so we should have gone in to do more food kitchens. Yeah. You know, we should have gone to places that are unsettled. Right. You know, I should have brought more guest speakers in. Yeah. You know, um, I should know my weaknesses and, and either ask the spirit to use me at that time. Again, because I know that I don't like to hurt people, so I'm not hurting them just to hurt them. Yeah. I'm hurting them for their own good. I don't think I've ever said to the two of you, this is going to hurt me a whole lot more than it hurts you. Right. Um, Because I never got there. The closest I got there was sitting with you because you wouldn't apologize that day. (laughs) You know, that day, you mean every day. <laughs> but I remember one day sitting in against the wall, um, between the dining room and the kitchen, um, because you wouldn't apologize, and we just yeah. had to sit there until you were ready to do that. Um, and I knew, I knew that it hurt you, but it had to be done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But there's sounds... there's not a many times in my life that I can think of that. Yeah. It sounds very cliche. This is really like a Bob Hollis thing to say, but it's making me think of salad dressings. I've been like really getting into making salad dressings lately. Nice. And, you know, in a salad like dressing, you have to have like the acid, the fat, yep. the sweet, yep. you know, you have, there's like the different elements that you have to have yep. or the salad dressing is not going to be good. Yeah. And it's so important to have that acid. And yeah. if I don't have apple cider vinegar or lemon yep. or something to add the acid to the dressing, yep. it just tastes so like oily and fatty and absolutely. absolutely. But I also don't want to just drink a tablespoon of apple cider vinegar or a tablespoon right. of lemon juice. It's awful. Right. Like just on right. But yeah, right. without it in the dressing, it's really not good. And you would right. think like what's wrong with olive oil and tahini and salt and pepper right. and a little sh- right. like that maple syrup. That sounds awesome. Right. But it's really so much better. Right. With the acid. You right. know, I, it was a real nice, moment for me when we when I picked up the podcast and yeah. it made a difference and I could directly link it back to that difficult conversation Absolutely. and that discomfort that I felt and yep. I have a teacher who always says like when you get through something like that you should be able to say I look forward to the next time I feel uncomfortable right. after a difficult discussion and I always say like why would you say I look forward yeah. to I can't get that one I can't I can't yeah. get to that one but I think I actually felt that and this was an easy one to practice on because you and I have like a safe loving relationship that this conversation in no way rocked you know but I mean it would be a lot harder to say I look forward to finding out my child has an illness or I look forward to the passing of my my other parent or I look forward to my house being taken away from me obviously there's bigger difficulties in life that can also serve as catalysts for our faith but I think yeah for the first time I was really able to say 
I look forward to these uncomfortable moments because it made a difference in my faith. And it also very, I'm very grateful and happy to see that I'm getting to a place where at least small discomforts are worth it for me because my faith is such a priority. All right. So let's quote Romans 5, 3 to 5. Romans, my favorite. Romans 5, 3 to 5. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Yeah. Right? Good one, Paul. So that being tilled, being unsettled, causes me to persevere to strengthen my character, to look to what God is doing, and to feel the nutrients of God's love and presence in the midst of this struggle to lead me on. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So this week... The next time we are unsettled, <laughs> remember this passage, um, remember this conversation yeah. and say, okay, God, this isn't what I want at all, but what is it that you want me to learn in this? What are you planting in my life that you want to grow? If you'll help me, then I'll offer myself to get through it. so much for listening to this episode of Big Fish Little Pod. We are having such a great time making this podcast and we're really appreciating all of the feedback and input that we get from you. Please comment on the podcast post on my dad's Facebook page or send us an email at bigfishlittlepod at gmail.com. Thanks. See you next time.